This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. This podcast often contains controversial or mature topics. You have been warned. Hello, hello, hello to the first official Raygun Readers live stream. Oh my gosh, what's happening? Oh my gosh, what's happening? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea how to do this. Do we have any trolls yet? <laughs> of the two people watching us, are you or are you ever have been a troll? Uh, yeah, hi everybody. I'm just, I'm just a space mechanic. I don't know how to handle trolls. <laughs> I can't handle the publicity. Uh, so... Um, we're trying out live streaming as maybe a weekly thing because, frankly, running uh, three YouTube channels and a full-time job in Silicon Valley is very taxing. So I am trying to um, basically make uh, make it easier on myself editing-wise so I don't have to do as much. And hopefully this allows us to record an episode and have it upload to YouTube, and that just cuts out hours and hours and hours of editing. So it's not going to be as polished, but, you know, sorry. Uh, we'll see what we can do. Now we just got to get him to be lax on the sound quality. It'll never happen, though. Oh, no, it already is lax because I can't edit this post. This is just going to be up there. Well, but but we'll fix it in post, right? No, I can fix the MP3 on Benview in post, but I'm probably not going <laughs> to. Like, uh, maybe, I don't know. We will see. And uh, so we already got some some haters in, in the chat. We got... Lion Day no, saying the last no, one was unofficial. No. <laughs> and Beth saying dislike. <laughs> you can get it on your phone or something and watch it if you want. Watch what? The chat. So you don't have to keep looking oh, around the sound uh, dampener. Abysme has a uh, huge uh, sound thing that looks like a painter's mask to me. Like an oversized painter's mask. It is called the Orbital Galaxy Sound Dampener 3000. But um, his computer's right behind it, so whatever you're saying about me, have to peek around to see it. <laughs> oh, um, oh, 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 my God. <laughs> Lion says, I want to be lazy, abysme becoming a true narrator. <laughs> you cut me deep, man. You cut me deep. Um, uh, yeah, so this is our first stream, guys. Let us know if the sound quality is bad, if we're too loud, if we're too quiet, uh, if there's a shit ton of background noise, whatever. Let us know if the stream goes down. Uh, this is all stuff I got to start learning. So thank you. We're going to get to the story, and uh, yeah, let's get into it. Not do too many fuck-ups before we get to the story. Oh, there will be a lot of fuck-ups, because this is live. It's okay, we'll fix it in post. No, we won't. Stop <laughs> saying that. That's not a thing right now. <laughs> I can't fix this. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we are resuming the Twin Paradox. Um, God, it's been so long since I've read this, I forgot the author. That's, oh my gosh. How do you, how do you operate this thing? Oh my it's, God. it's called a tablet. It's called a tablet. Aaron Shotwell. Mr. Aaron Shotwell. This is, this is the most professional stream I've ever been a part of. And I've been part of zero streams. That I can remember. All right, chapter five. If you haven't heard chapters one through four, uh, go look up the previous episode. Do you suppose a place can have a soul just the same as a man? Is it possible that a spiritual essence lingers in its confines, hewn into the flesh of its plaster and stone, the bones of its beams? 
These may have been the places that we called haunted, or maybe there were more of them than we perceived. Maybe some were just quieter than others, maybe some were restless. Maybe they stirred and spun the echoes of our lives, a residual identity of ages. Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. I had always been a skeptic, but my time aboard the Odyssey, drifting nowhere and bound for nothing, turned my doubt into wonder for many fantastic and frightening things. I could very well blame the change of heart on my growing delirium. I've been slowly losing my connection with reality. For some... What are you writing? Nothing. Wait, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not paying... No, I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention. I've been slowly losing my connection with reality for some time by then. After all, that would have been explained... That would have... That would have explained my paranoia and superstition, but I couldn't reason away the reality of what I had heard. Deep. Beep. A certain term has always held popularity amongst the circles of paranormal investigators, cryptozoologists, true scary story narrators, alien conspiracy theorists, and a great number of other infamous nutjobs. EVP, or electric voice phenomena, the occurrence of human voices in the white noise of an audio recording. Audio engineers were well aware of this effect, but, uh, but tied no supernatural origins to it. Psychologists said that the human brain has a need for order, attempting to find any pattern it can in chaos, and it's true. It's the reason why we see shapes in clouds, why we see the faces of religious icons in burnt toast. Subjective interpretations of EVP is no exception. I put the... But I put Jesus in my toast on purpose. Well, yeah, I mean, I put, um... Um... Then I can have a grilled Jesus. Quetzalcoatl in mine. Because Quetzalcoatl's hard to do. Lots of feathers. Feathers! I press. We see what we want to see. Hear what we want to hear. But I know what I heard. Uh... I don't know how you do this paragraph any other way than it's like, I know it's not, doesn't make any sense. It's not logical, but I know I heard something. It's not logical, but I'm totally not crazy. I'm totally not crazy. And how do you, you know, yeah, how do you prove a negative? You know, prove that you're sane. Well, mm. I'm not insane. Well, it's unreliable narrator. You can't prove it. True. So it, fuck it. But it works for this because it's about a guy on a ship and weird shit's happening. So I'm okay with it. Yes, yes. <clears throat> Amid the occasional pops and cracks within the windy hiss of the static, I heard the single I heard a single distant word whispered from the depths of long time past. It was the last echo of our world and my home, the last spark of whatever soul it may have once had. It spoke directly to me, and it spoke in such familiar, subtle mannerisms. It says Daddy 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 <laughs> Uh, do you want me to keep reading or? Loser. <laughs> What's your Wi-Fi password? Yeah, keep reading. Okay. My son, my little boy. I was half asleep nodding off after my 14th hour of monitoring the comm channel, but I heard him. It took me a moment. To <laughs> it took me a moment to register. We'll fix it in post. It's fine. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, it took me a moment to register the voice and re <laughs> realize it wasn't just a waking dream. I snapped to my senses, calling his name into the static void. Calling turned into screaming, begging, and pleading for a response, but to no avail. 
I fell to my knees in a fit of tears and despair, sobbing to the point of lightheadedness. I don't think I've ever sobbed to the point of being lightheaded. Have you ever done that? Let's continue the story. Well, answer the question. <laughs> I'm asking out of medical curiosity. It's not about the sobbing, it's about the hyperventilating. Oh, okay. All right. Am I here? Hmm. One. Look what you did. What did I look, do? Look what you did. Fix your. Know how to work your own damn tablet. Kindle is weird. One simple word, the most beautiful word I've ever heard. The only word I'd hear spoken by another in nearly a year. And it was gone as quickly as I recognized it. Daddy. Star wipe. I felt betrayed. I felt abandoned and lonelier than I had ever felt in all the hours, days, and months alone on the godforsaken ship. The depression killed me. I was dead. I am dead. The end. It left me bedridden for weeks. I confined myself to my living quarters, veiled in total darkness. <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. Why is that funny? Uh, it's just a thick, it's it's sad because like you can't say things like I lived in total, in total darkness, darkness anymore without like Edge Lords ruining it. Without without it going into full meet emo. Yeah, um, and it's like I'm not faulting the writing whatsoever. It's just that's permanently ingrained in my mind now. Sorry, we're looking at the chat on and off. Get it on your phone so you don't have to no, look over. No, well. Uh, anyway. Da, 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 da. I confined myself to my living quarters, veiled in total darkness. I refused to leave my bed for anything more than to use the restroom and the occasional handful of water from the bathroom faucet. The light left my eyes while the days passed by in a dragging, timeless blur. Hunger relentlessly chewed and gnawed at my core, and it wasn't long before I fell ill. My feverish skin dripped with a cold sweat that hung unpleasantly in my unshaven stubble, and the warmth of the thermal sheets only made it worse. Life is hard. And you have sheets. Um, you know what this reminds me of? What? Remember the, the Watchmen. There's a story that's written in between about some dude and terrible stuff is happening to him. And it's super oh, gory. The guy on the ship. The guy on the ship, yeah. Um, the, this, which the the comic way this, book, yeah. this is a lot less gory, but it reminds me of that. It's just like pure sadness. It Yeah, it's different theme definitely, but it is just all about doom and gloom, absolutely. No, I think you're right. That's cool. Mm. Good connection. Then came the voices, my wife, my child, James, and a plethora of others, bo both familiar and alien, spoke to me from beyond the shadows, including Sirius Black. They spoke to me from the corners of the room, from beyond the portal, from the depths of space, from back on Earth, and all from within my own mind. They whispered, pleaded, nagged, and attacked me to fill the hours of silence. Daddy, my son beckoned again, come home, come home to us. It sounded just as real as it did over the comlink, perhaps more so. Honey, you're late for dinner again, my wife scolded. When are you coming home? You know that I hate it when you make me worry like this. I missed her laying next to me at night, and I thought of her every time I turned over the colder turned over to the colder, drier side of that queen size bed. Oh. Them some feels Them some feels. So, we're now kind of in a block of, I'm depressed and now I'm thinking of home again. And I have to wonder when it's going to end, and when the plot's going to pick back up. Because um, I, I, like, I, I get it. It feels like the author's kind of dragging on here. Or is it just me? It, he's passing the time. It's silent. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sir, James whispered from his makeshift 
Wait. Sir, James whispered from his makeshift coffin drifting into the infinite. I don't have much family back home. Do you think anyone will be waiting for me? Yes, James. Oh, he's talking to himself. Okay. Yes, James, I responded aloud. I remembered giving him a friendly clap on the shoulder back then. Wait, no. God damn it. Okay, he's, this is a flashback. I remembered giving him a friendly clap on the shoulder back then, the reassuring gesture of an older brother. I'm sure you're dearly missed. I miss you. I spoke to no one. Only mumbled aloud. God! Mm. Loud? Uh, mumbled aloud into the empty room. Is is this a flashback? And he's like mimicking it's it? It's both. Okay. He's dead. It's weird. Not dreaming? He's wake dreaming. He's woke. They haunted me ceaselessly, stabbed my mind with wailing sobs, shil- shrill cries and screams, and sometimes the growling, rumbling, and gurgling of inhuman things. I couldn't get a single moment's rest, and the sickness grew worse with every spoken word. Were it not for the horrific taunts of the voices, I may have surrendered and resigned myself to death. I may have let the sickness take me. Ooh-ah-ah-ah-ah. But I refused to let the madness win. My anger compelled me to survive, whatever the cost. Weak and dizzy from the fever, I crawled desperately to the end of my bed as the sheet sponged and wrinkled in my grip. I slid to the floor and my legs slapped the ground with a thud. I winced. I crawled for the portal door as quickly as my weakened muscles could manage, as though fleeing from the dense, suffocating smoke of a burning building. I was certain that my salvation lay just beyond the threshold. I was wrong! And that is chapter 5. So... He's... Gonna kill himself, I guess. Do you remember what happened in chapter four? Yeah. Can you can you share with the class? <laughs> why why do I have to? Because you don't remember? What? <laughs> no. It. Uh so basically in chapter four he was slowly giving funerals to all the dead all of his dead crewmates. Oh, right, right. And then as he was putting a little kid away, uh to shove him off into oh, space, he heard that weird um, oh, oh, voice. Yeah. So now he's gone completely loco and he is uh El guess, Pollo Loco. He's he's gone El po- he's gone crazy chicken. Never go full crazy chicken. Um and now he's yeah, he's trying to kill himself, I guess. Oh, or he's just crawling around oh, in madness. Oh, oh. Very Lovecraftian. Oh. As they would say. Okay, now we're on to chapter six, and chapter Chris isn't going to stop me this time. Sorry, uh, biz me. He's gonna stop Don't me. out me on the live stream. As I reached through the last few feet between me and the portal door, the motion sensors released the airlock, and the voices around me went silent. The door slid open, and I gazed into to the depths of a more tangible nightmare. The corridor beyond had faded into total darkness, interrupted only by the violent flicker of a severed powered cable writhing and licking at the air. In the light of those... Gross. In the light of those brief flashes, I was shown a hopeless state of wreckage, barely holding at the seams of its rivets and welding. I struggled to my feet and stepped beyond the foreboding threshold, and the floor paneling hazardously twisted and turned in a sharp, rusted upheaval beneath my feet. The walls strained in a concave collapse, leaving me with the claustrophobic sensation of being swallowed. Only, only those bursts of rogue electricity give me any sense of space, shape, color, or direction, at, and the great, greater length of the corridor spilled into lightless oblivion. This is so dead space, it hurts. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Um, 
Mr. Shotwell is incredibly uh, talented at describing setting and making atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And that's something I love. I do think he is dragging on a little bit, but actually our plot is moving now. Well, he's doing it for a reason. And like, you know, you, you, I mean, everybody, I'm sure a lot of people have thought about, you know, being buried alive or oh, sure. being underwater. I've never really thought about being alone in space in total dark darkness. That sounds that sounds awful. Or yeah, just anywhere really. Far away. And anywhere like on a derelict vessel and like at sea, you know. Uh, yeah. Actually, what was Red Sky at Night, I think was the Slimey story uh, that Midnight Mariner adapted and it's about a bunch of people on a cruise ship that's basically derelict and um, very very Kind of similar feeling like, of madness, except they had people with them. This you, guy's all alone. You mean like a ghost ship? Mm, yeah. But ghost ships are usually empty. Mm. This one isn't. Or they have been empty for a long time, and everyone on there is dead, except the ghosts. Can't say it. Never mind. This was not the sanitary and organized military vessel from which I had withdrawn. Never once did I hear a disturbance beyond my walls. It couldn't have been real, and yet it was all around me, offending my every sense. Is there an earthquake happening or something? In space? Why, why are the, the the walls are bowing in and the electrical cables are well, if this, crashing and breaking? So he's no longer maintaining the ship. So I'm guessing shit's just breaking apart at this you point. You might be right, yeah. Yeah, because he was for a while, but now he's just like gone crazy. Now he's gone crazy and making effigies and talking to himself. Talking to... Uh, Volleyballs, named Wilson. All right, Elvis is alive and well on the ship. It certainly felt real as I groped my way through the dark and sliced the sole of my foot on a piece of shrapnel. I could only hope... Would it really be shrapnel if it's just sitting there? Or did something explode? Yeah, um, stuff's like... Yeah, stuff's been caving in. Well, any any discarded piece of metal um, is that's jagged as shrapnel. Troy Taylor, uh, is that you, Creepy Quantum? be wrong um i've had a recur- recurring dream that i keep falling into saturn and that's terrifying to me that would Ooh, be terrifying yeah no being alone in, in any not i mean like the earth is one thing but saturn is huge I, I i can remember very sparsely a couple dreams where i basically fall out of a spaceship into space and it is terrifying it's worse than falling into the ocean. It's worse than like falling down a waterfall. Like just there is something about the foreboding vacuum of space that is just scary as hell. Yeah, scary dream. Mm. Waiting on you. It certainly felt real as I groped my way through the. Yeah, I read that. I could only hope that I wouldn't contract tetanus. The last thing I needed was a case of lockjaw to add to my dilemma. Because that would make a big difference. Yeah, he's already, like, crazy and, like, his muscles are atrophied. I don't think he would care. That's kind of weird that he's... Well, maybe he's regaining his sanity a little bit. Becoming a bit more A moment of lucidity. Yeah, maybe. I hobbled and crawled through the jagged mess, doing my best to navigate from memory. And I could hear distant creaks and groans as the hollow spaces suffered against the weight of the failing structure. Oh, maybe he's just losing power. Probably. In the clamor, I swore that I could hear screams, shrill and desperate, but I had already vowed to keep the madness at bay. I reasoned that it must have been a leak in the air filtration system. No, there are people dying. But everyone's dying. Everyone's dead. I know, but people are screaming. Or possibly a collapsed pressurization valve in one of the hull maintenance outlets. But who was I kidding? I had been harassed by the voices of dead loved ones not ten minutes before. 
and I was in the middle of crawling my way through a veritable haunted house that seemed to manifest from nothing. Logic and reason were pointless. All right, now, I have to stop to talk about Abysma. No. Yes. Very briefly, I'm talking about Abysma. So I'm very afraid of popcorn or packing peanuts. We went to Midsummer Scream, where most of you probably already know, and uh, there were a lot of where mini haunts, a, little, a lot of little mini haunts there, and one of them was just called Abysma. And everyone was super excited, especially me, for obvious reasons. And we walked through it, and the interior appears to be a a submarine or a spaceship. I couldn't tell. It lo- I think it was confirmed a spaceship at the end. But basically, it's a very close quarters uh, vessel. And we keep turning quarters, and there are co- corners, and there's stuff to, like, there's, like, beds people can pop out of and hallways that clearly people are going to pop out of. And then nothing happens. But like halfway through, you figure everyone's on break and you realize nothing's going to happen. But everyone... And literally one of the things was like a bin of of packing peanuts. Like they didn't even try that hard. Yeah. It was just plywood and red lights. And everyone I spoke to was like, no, nothing happened. And they all went at different times of the day. So I thought what they were doing is saving up for the very end and then like a bunch of stuff would happen at once. So there's this kind of suspense buildup of, oh my God, am I alone on this ship? And then nothing happens. I gave him too much credit. It was bullshit. There were some other good homes. What the though. fuck, Abysma? I'm gonna sue. Thanks a lot, Abysma. Thanks a lot, Abysma. Uh, yeah, so that sucked. And that's the Abysma story. Hope you're happy. I, I don't care for it very much. Continue. Mirror. Yet, I pressed on, blindly searching for the nearest emergency supply storage unit. I must have slid my hands over the walls for hours, more frantically with every passing minute. Fortunately, just as I was about to give into panic and hyperventilation, my right index finger brushed over an almost undetectable seam in the wall. I sighed with relief and felt for the slightly raised surface of the bioelectric lock release console. I passed my hand over the metal contacts several times and got no response. Of course, the secondary power system was shot, and at the most convenient time possible. I slammed my fist on the panel and reached for the manual release, which was sure to be hell on my weakened arms. I pressed with nearly my whole body weight to trigger the spring-release panel, and I wrenched the handle counterclockwise until my forearm burned with a strain. My body fell slack as I heard the satisfying clunk and the hiss of the pressure lock, and the cabin panel lifted to reveal the storage racks. I felt around for the flashlight and prayed that it, its internal battery withstood the test of time. I was surprised at my own cynicism, really. I knew that these things were made to last. Otherwise, what could they, would they have? Would they be as emergency supplies? Even more surprising was that my cynicism proved accurate, <laughs> and the ba- and the flashlight gave little more than a few weak flickers. No matter how many times I slapped it in frustration, that sucks. Yeah. Well, uh, that's because they were in space for a really long time, right? To answer, to answer AJ, no, it wasn't big. It was tiny. No one got lost. Abysmus sucked. Uh, everything was tiny. Mm-hmm. Everything was a sample. None of it was real. You have to pay for the real thing. After about ten minutes of navigating the storage racks for a fresh battery, and another five or so trying to change it, the lamp finally blinked brilliantly into life. It shone directly on something disturbing to my immediate left, close enough that I could feel its icy breath against my cheek. I turned slowly, and there I saw a frost-coated face staring at me with wide, 
bloodshot eyes. Okay. Here we go. So he's going full crazy. Or there's a person. Oh, shit. Cold, James spoke in a shout of a whispered. I'm cold, sir. So cold. I screamed in terror and stumbled back, dropping the still shining flashlight as I fell. I could see brief hints of the space around me in the strobe, russet cylinders of zero-G handrails, glinting corners of upturned floor panels, the flat glisten of dead lights overhead. This is, this is the person you jettisoned? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. This is the young guy he remembered. And flashes of his dry eyes and cracked lips as he approached me like a puppet with broken joints. I tried to flee in a panicked, awkward crab walk <laughs> as I watched the fleeting glimpses of his form slowly drawing closer, reaching for me with one blue frozen hand. That's an awesome image. That's, uh... Yeah, you, that, that's the point in the movie where the violin strings, the dissonant strings go crazy and just Why has it got to be coming. a movie? Maybe this has re really happened. No, I'm saying if this were a movie, oh. that's, that's the scene that we would be showing right now. Then, as the spinning light slowed to a halt just as quickly as he had appeared, he vanished. Hesitantly, I snatched up the flashlight and darted my gaze around the corridor, but there was no broken, frozen corpse to be found. I sat there in disbelief, struggling to catch my breath, and settle my pounding heart. No matter my resolve. It seemed that the madness had taken hold. It was so vivid. I could feel him standing there. Feel the... Uh... Sepulchral? Sepulchral? Sepulchral, yep. Sepulchral chill wafting from his skin. Good word, by the way. Whatever. I could, uh, have reached out and touched him if I had the courage... I just knew it was real. It had to be. I sat there in a fetal position, crying into the folds of my knees. I could no longer separate delusion from reality. Was I even awake, or had my fever left me comatose? I didn't know, but the nightmare clearly wasn't over. Mm -hmm. Chapter 7. Alright, last chapter for the night. Get, <sighs> get, your, uh, get your witty jokes in now. <laughs> Do them for posterity. So we don't have to be funny. Be funny for us. So we... He's gone full... Cr okay, hmm. Theory time. He resigned himself to madness as he was crawling out of bed. But he doesn't know if he's awake anymore. He doesn't know what's real. Maybe he's still crazy and just in bed. Maybe none of this has happened. That's what he said. That's he, literally what he like said. He says he doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. So that, that's, that's a so very... So maybe it's all happening in his mind in some sort of terrible place like in the other story. Mm -hmm. Maybe. The rebirth saga. I don't know. That's very... That's um. That's a good touch. No, it's I like that much. it's making us question. It's just too... Okay. He's no, it, it's, it's all about craziness and how do you discern. And I think that's good. All right, chapter seven. Well, it's about loneliness more than anything else. And the well, extreme loneliness and the effects thereof of isolation. Mm -hmm. Silence settled in. The creaks, the groans, the screams, it all stopped, and the quiet seemed to weigh heavier with every passing second. No, cool, it's cool. What'd I do? Play with your toy. Make a bunch of noise to pick it up. What? Yeah. What? Ugh. And the quiet seemed to weigh heavier with every passing second as I sat there, coddling my slashed foot. Nothing moved in the shadows, nothing malicious, cryptic or compelling. Nothing beckoning. The air remained still, and an eerie sense of anonymous something. What the? 
and an eerie sense of an anonymous something's patient amusement surrounded me, suffocating me. With a terrible fever dream or some twisted perversion of reality, the nightmare around me obviously had no intention of progressing until I made the next move. It, whatever it was, had grown tired of prodding and provoking, deciding instead to stand back and observe the effects of my torment. It wanted to see what I would do next, how would I cope with such a hopeless predicament, or if I would simply break. Tulpa, Tulpa, all up in this. What? You haven't read Tulpa? Mm -mm. I should read Tulpa. It's more psychological than sci-fi, but it's a very good, very good story. What is it? It's about, uh, how to explain it without spoiling. I don't think I can. Okay, just tell me basic genre. Is it even a book or a movie? It's a short story. It's a, oh. it's a creepypasta, but it's like oh, okay. one of the old, really good ones before they all became shit. So, yeah, we should read that okay. one. Mm. Here? Uh, yeah. I would ordinarily say that, the, that entertaining the idea of some fa- faceless, formless entity, let alone an ominous it paints a portrait of textbook dissociative identity disorder. Then again, how many of those afflicted ever question their sanity? Maybe it's Slenderman. Ever think that? It's po- hey. There's probably Slenderman in space. There was a lot of electrical disturbances on this show. <laughs> how many actually resisted the idea of their lingering other? The question didn't justify the implication of reality by any means, but it did ring of something less explainable by reason. Wait, so... Of their lingering other? So he's saying, like, what, the... Of a lingering otherness. It Within oneself, you mean, he means so. Yes. I think so. He is referencing... Because he's saying dissociative identity disorder. Yeah, so. so another that you've created in your head, basically. Yeah, so, like, the, the there's the id and the other one. Ego and superego. That. No? Those are not the same thing. Okay. I don't think they are. I've heard of words before. I'm I've smart, heard I words. Swear. AJ Wright says, well, what if he never woke up from stasis? That's also a possibility. Yeah. Ooh. Like, he's still, like, the ship is completely fine, but his pot's fucking like up. Like, he's in a nightmare? Well, uh, maybe, or even, like... What oh, if, you just cracked the story, dude. What if it's reverse? What if, like, so in his version, everyone died but him, but in this one, it's only his pod that's failing right, and everyone and about, else is fine. They're about to jettison him into space, oh, and he's shit. telling himself that he's cold. That would be... Well, this is called a twin paradox, so maybe in one reality it's like this, and the other reality it's reversed. I don't know. Other reality? Yeah. There's been no mention of another reality. Well, not not that. Um, never mind. Keep going. Mm, yes, I will keep going. Where was I? Uh, the question didn't justify the implication of reality by any means, but it did ring of something less explainable by reason. My fever was getting worse, and the pain in my foot was spreading, becoming a threatening numbness. Combined with my hunger, I wasn't going to last very long. I didn't like the idea of entertaining it at my expense, but I had to do something. I had to take care of the sickness if I wanted to survive, and, in, and the first aid kit in the emergency storage didn't have what I needed. So I chewed up... A couple of painkillers wrapped my foot in gauze and hoped it would be enough to get me to the medical ward. Mm. Oh. What? I'm just thinking. That's a, that, nah, never mind. He went to the medical ward. I don't think that means anything about psychology. Dead oh. <laughs> space. Dead space. 
It alternating. Oh, so this is the. This sounds more like a video game than a movie. Then. Yeah, I guess so. Alternating between braving the pain of walking and the relative relief of crawling, I made my way through the remaining length of the corridor to the lower deck. Access elevator. Of course, right on cue, the cacophony of wrenching, clinking, creaking, and clattering in the distance continued. The screams returned as well, louder, clearer, and unmistakable. I attempted to outrun them. Climbing down the elevator shafts maintenance. <laughs> this is a video game. <laughs> Climbing down the elevator shafts maintenance scaffolding and nearly falling to my death more than once, but it did me no good. You ever, like, when you were a kid, do you ever, like, have to, like, go down a hallway in the middle of the night and you hear something or you're just, you're convinced in the back of your mind that something is chasing you? Or something is near you, so you have to run back to your bed as quickly as possible. And oh, then, dude, my house is the worst because uh, the wood beams in the ceiling creaks oh. with the like because you know it was really sunny in the daytime and then cold at night. Oh, yeah, it was wood and expand. Ex- yeah, and yeah. then you got all these sounds. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's eh, I just like that's what I empathize as far as what their protagonist is feeling. Yeah. It's just they're coming after me. This, run, run, like, run, run. He can't get. He can't escape it. Mm-hmm. Because he's always alone. That's good. It's not like he can run to his parents. <laughs> the hallucinations, if they were hallucinations, continued to grow worse. They became aggressive and deliberate. Soon the voices were joined by flashing visions of human forms and not always familiar, standing in the visible gaps between broken and open airlock portals, turning corners and slinking away into the shadows. At first they appeared ordinary if distant, but began to deteriorate, growing grotesque and uncanny. They appeared again and again, sometimes bald, sometimes pale and thin, sometimes nude and covered in sickly yellow blotches. Slime beast? And Oh no, okay, okay, I get it. <laughs> so he went into space, he was jettisoned, and then Arians picked him up. Arians Maybe. Aliens picked him up and now he's looking at them and, he, and his brain doesn't know what to That's comprehend. That's something we would do. That that is I mean, we would never do that to anybody. And sometimes combinations of these things. They wailed and moaned, shambled and wandered, hunched over and limp, all except for one. At the far end of the corridor, just before the next intersection, stood a small, frail-looking girl. Ah, please don't be a small, scary girl. I'm so sick of that trope. She was bald like the rest, nude and pale, and the entirety of her eyes were a deep, solid gray like polished coal. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you for not doing the ring. She stood silently and smiled at me, wordlessly daring me to follow as she turned the corner, and I heard her playful giggle echo from the walls. You I was wanna ter- play with my dolly? Wanna meet my friend Tibbers? I was terrified, but I had come too far to turn back. Afraid of losing her, I bolted through the remainder of the hallway, shivering every time a cold hand brushed over my skin, and my injured foot screamed with pain. I staggered to a halt and rounded the corner, only to find that she had disappeared. No doors lined that hallway. It was just a service tunnel. Now this reminds me of The Shining. Kinda, yeah. Yet I found myself staring into over 100 meters of empty space, the last sound of her laughter still ringing at the far end. Gross. You can take that to the end. hate little girls. I hate all children. Yeah, what else is new? Confusion. Only gripped me for a matter for a matter of seconds before a flash of pain shot up my leg. The painkillers weren't working. I needed something stronger. The little girl would have to wait. My priority 
I needed whiskey. <laughs> My priority still lay in reaching the infirmary. Infirmary. I wasn't looking forward to patching myself up with my basic, less than impressive first aid field training, but it had to be done. And all that was in the the infirmary was like a machete <laughs> and then a, a hypodermic needle. needle. <laughs> um, my compromised immune system wouldn't let me put it off for much longer. The pain had become unbearable, and each step opened the wound further. Further. What else would be alive? No, um, tetanus is a bacteria. Yes, yeah, get it. You get it from metal, but like, how would shit be alive in space? That's a very good question. I don't know if you. Where would bacteria come from if this is a sterile environment? We're assuming it's a sterile environment, but then again, the ship has been off for a long time. But the only organic matter at this point would be him. from dead bodies. But all the dead bodies are gone. Yeah. So unless one of them, like, well. I don't know if they have some sort of... They didn't say anything about that. Maybe there's some, like, some hydroponics thing where they the, live off of breathing from mold or something. We some might shit. be nitpicking way too Yeah, deeply. we are. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Mm. What's important to take away from this is that I'm smarter than this story. <laughs> the only reason we do this is to make ourselves feel smart. <laughs> the pain had become unbearable, and each step opened the wound further. I took to hopping the rest of the way on my other foot, which made, which came to an end when I landed on the steep angle of an, another upturned floor panel. Mmm, ouch. Oh, is he wearing shoes? No. I stumbled to the side as I fought for solid footing, and a painful snap sounded from my ankle. I oh. wailed in agony, and my stiffened body fell like an overturned log. Oh. Through tears and breathless sobs, I shakily turned the flashlight on the sharp white uh, of a compound fracture piercing my skin, and my brutally twisted foot trembled with the trauma. I rested my head against the unforgiving floor and resigned. There was nothing more I could do. The addition of the new pain had effectively left me paralyzed. I could hardly move. I'm surprised he didn't faint, actually. Yeah, I would have blacked out at this point. And there was no de more denying it. I would die in those tunnels. All right. Chapter eight. Chapter eight, which we are not doing. We're going to do that next time. No, but, oh, okay. I know, I know. This story's very compelling. Mister. Um, as I said, Mr. Shotwell is quite skilled at writing. Well, he's just basically dead. What happens next? Um, But we do know there's more, so something happens. Anyway, thank you again, Mr. Shotwell, for um, letting people read your story. I was very happy to purchase it and support you. Um, and thank you, everybody, for... Oh, God, we just joined one... Some, someone just joined, and we're wrapping up. Um, yay, we have a peak of five watchers. Woo! Woo! That's enough for a peanut gallery. AJ Wright says, Anything can grow if given the proper environment. No upkeep allows germs and what not to grow. Oh, well... I, I get... Well, they need a food source, though. That's it, the thing. Okay, so assuming that when he was putting the bodies away, he did expose them to the environment, and then that's when things started to decay? I don't I don't know. I don't know. The shit can grow, but it needs a food source. Like, for instance, mold grows in moisture, because moisture carries shit in it. We also don't know exactly what the life support looks on this ship, so I... Yeah, I, I, I don't know, never mind. I'll... Yeah, we, we could go into that, but there's no real point. It's a pointless nitpick. Um, but yeah, thank you everybody for 
<laughs> it was Jenny. Thank you, Jenny. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining this impromptu test stream. Um, as long as this goes off without a hitch, and that will depend on what the upload looks like tomorrow that YouTube will do automatically, we will see. So um, We will continue streaming. How long, um, how long is the delay between... Here and Earth. <laughs> no, from here and Earth. Here to Earth? Oh, uh, three years? Let's not talk about it. <laughs> I think it breaks. I think it breaks if you talk about it too much. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you guys. We will, um, I think we're going to make this thing, but we're going to stream on Wednesdays when we usually record, which and means... We'll, we'll make chicken wings for chicken our wing. thing. What? With and and the ring. Don't and then it'll upload on Thursdays. No, no. Well, fix this in post too. For everyone to listen to that didn't make the stream. You done seeing stupid shit? Can I end the stream I'm now? I'm never done saying stupid shit. You heard it here first. How do you turn this thing off? To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. And amusings are your musings. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Kayla. And if it wasn't readily apparent from that, we're huge nerds about Disney. That's why we're doing the Animusings Podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a film in detail from the Walt Disney Animation Studios filmography, covering them in chronological order, from Snow White to Moana and beyond. To Moana and beyond! Sweetie, we're not doing Pixar yet. We'll do that after. <laughs> That's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Kayla and I, and maybe a guest or two, as we explore the Disney animated canon, film by film. With the hope that it'll be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Ooh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Walt. 